Are you tired, mama? Tired of feeling like you have to resign yourself to either being a hot mess mom who's drowning in the chaos of motherhood or a Pinterest perfect mom who looks like she has it all together, but on the inside, she's really miserable. The world keeps telling us that these are the only options, but that is such a lie. You can get out of victim mode and you can make changes to bring more joy to your life. And at the same time, you can find freedom in remembering that you can't control everything and you can stop striving for perfection. I'm Mackenzie Tricola, and I'd love for you to join me every week here on the Practically Joyful Mom podcast to talk about realistic ways to bring more joy to your mom life and how to choose to be joyful even when it feels like the chaos is winning. We'll talk about intentional parenting, simplicity, faith in following Jesus, connecting with your kids, taking care of yourself, and so much more. Are you ready to leave hot mess mom and Pinterest perfect mom in the dust? Are you ready to choose to be a practically joyful mom? Then welcome in, friend. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, friends. I'm Mackenzie. Welcome back to Practically Joyful Mom. I hope you're having a wonderful Friday if you're listening to this when it comes out. And this week, it's actually Good Friday and Sunday is Easter. So I just wanted to do probably a shorter message than usual because if you are like me, you might have a busy weekend ahead. And so I just wanted to do just a short little encouragement about a joyful Easter. I think like with any other holiday, we can feel all this pressure to give our kids the perfect experience, the perfect Easter experience, or the perfect Christmas experience, or just the right Thanksgiving, or Fourth of July, or whatever it is, and it's not bad to want to do that. It's not bad to want to have great holiday traditions. I think traditions are a wonderful thing. Looking back on my childhood and some holidays, thinking, wow, we had all these fun things we did, even though some of them maybe we only did once or twice, but in my head that's a, oh, that's what we did at Easter or Thanksgiving or Christmas. And so those traditions can be really good. I think we can also overburden or overpressure ourselves into trying to make every year perfect. And we try to do all of the things and we end up just grumpy or we end up not really doing anything very very well or very thoroughly. I think a really short time online googling Easter activities or Easter crafts, we can feel like, oh, well, I have to do these 20 Easter crafts and all these lessons and readings and activities, and those things are all great. I think it's when we try to convince ourselves that we have to do all of it that we end up kind of having trouble. So, we might have this idea of doing all these Pinteresty crafts and reading Easter stories while everyone sits around and listens to the story of the empty tomb and the angels and everything, but the reality might look like all of your toddlers running around crazy while you try to read a Bible story and then having a huge sugar crash meltdown from all the candy. <laughs> so I just want to kind of encourage all of us today that Yes, it's good to have some traditions. Maybe this year choose one thing that you want to do. Maybe your kids are really little and so you read a super short Bible Easter story or do a craft. If your kids love crafts, do a short craft and just talk about the Easter story while you're doing it. If your kids don't love crafts, do a backyard Easter egg hunt and then hide a little treasure in one of the eggs and talk about the treasure of Easter. So 
that would be my practical encouragement is choose one thing this year. Maybe you already have some long-standing traditions, so instead of trying to add a whole bunch more, just choose one new thing or choose one thing to let go if you've been pressuring yourself to keep up all of the things you've done in past years. One thing that I think is a good perspective shift we can have is that it is great to do all the activities. I really do think there's so many great Easter activities out there. And I think that the biggest thing that will affect our children and how they feel about Easter, how they view this wonderful celebration that we get to have is our attitude. So what our attitude is, is going to affect their attitude about it. If our attitude is, no, we have to do this and we have to do this and we have to do this craft and nobody's into it, then they're probably just going to feel stressed or like it's annoying to have to do all of these things. And I think if we have the attitude of celebrating a heart of rejoicing, delighting in this day that we get to celebrate, I think that really has a big effect on them. I remember reading a story, I can't remember where it's from, but I remember reading a story, it stuck with me even though the name didn't, but of someone saying the most important thing that they remember about Christmas, so different holiday but still relevant, the biggest thing they remember about Christmas when they were a kid was how excited their mom would get about the Christmas story. They had lots of other traditions and they talked about we did this, we did that, but that the thing that stood out the most to them was how excited she got every year about the story of baby Jesus, God coming to earth to live with us. And that energy, that enthusiasm, that excitement that she had for the story of Christmas was what stuck with her children and what they carried into adulthood. And I think it's the same with Easter. If we get excited about this message, Jesus died to pay for us. He gave his life for us and now we are redeemed, we are saved, we are rescued. If our children can sense our enthusiasm and our excitement and our joyful celebration about that, just think how that is going to affect them long-term in their lives to remember, wow, my mom got really excited about Easter. Not just the food or the eggs or the whatever, but about the story, about the celebration. And I think one of the things that can help us to have this perspective shift is to really kind of mentally put ourselves in the story. So Maybe you're reading the Easter story in the Bible and really think about it. Imagine yourself being this character or that character or yourself but standing there with all these other characters. And I think another thing can be to maybe put it in some terms that maybe feel very practical to us. So when we talk about Easter and saying, okay, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. So imagining our sin as debt like imagine yourself in a life where you've got hundreds of thousands of dollars of credit card debt you've got 
huge crazy car loans you've got crazy high school loans like so much debt burying you that you could never ever pay it off in your life and someone comes over to your house and says oh i just took care of that imagine that feeling of really it's all gone all of that debt that was weighing on me that was a mountain on top of me that i knew i could never ever in my whole life pay back and it's just gone imagine that feeling of freedom and i think that can kind of help put us in a mental place of really celebrating easter really rejoicing really delighting in it and i think there are also plenty of other ways we can mentally put ourselves in this space um we can go and read bible verses about this topic we can look at for example like romans 5 6 and 8 you see at just the right time while we were still powerless we had no power to save ourselves christ died for the ungodly very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person though for a good person someone might possibly dare to die but god demonstrates his own love for us in this while we were still sinners christ died for us and i think looking back at some of these verses is a really good way write it out summarize it in your own words listen to it anything that really gets it into your head and really helps you to think through it that can be another way that we can put ourselves really in the story really in the place i think stories have so much power you know last year around easter i actually was reading a book that was it was about a jewish family who lived through the holocaust and some of the crazy ways that they survived and things were really near to death and somehow got saved you know they were about to be killed and something happened that they were able to be saved someone came and helped them or something i think that really helped me to kind of put myself in the story there's another story that i remember reading from a children's book about the holocaust and i don't remember the name of it but the story stuck with me about you know a young girl maybe 16 or so and she was basically chosen they said okay you're gonna go to the gas chamber and it you know that was it for her and her friend who was standing next to her took the main character's little hat off her head put it on her own head and walked off and took her place and that is such a powerful imagery i think for us to really put ourselves in a story and to really think wow jesus did that for me when i was powerless to do anything to save myself powerless to pay back my debt powerless to change my own life even though i was his enemy at that point he chose to give his entire life for me i think when we really can soak in that truth and find so much joy so much life so much freedom there that 
is what will actually give our children a wonderful Easter experience, is seeing us take joy and delight and celebration in the real Easter story, the deep, powerful meaning of it. I think when our children see that, that can really help them to have a very joyful Easter, whether there's a sugar crash involved or not. So that's my encouragement to us today, to have that perspective shift of really putting ourselves in the story, really rejoicing and celebrating and delighting, and at the same time taking off some of the pressure to have so many perfect Easter traditions. Choose one thing, choose a couple of things, cut back a little bit if you've been doing too much and it's been stressful. Let Easter really just be about the story and whatever activities you want to do that help make that story real for your children. So I hope you have a wonderful Easter. If you listen to this after Easter, you can still talk about the Easter story. That's the great thing is the gospel is a year-round story, so we don't have to just say, oh, well, I missed Easter too late. You can do an Easter craft with your kids in July if you want to, and still celebrate and rejoice in this beautiful story, and I think it will be impactful to them no matter when you do it. Thanks for being here today, friends. I'm so glad we got to share this time, and I hope you have a wonderful Easter. Thanks for listening today, friends. I hope this episode encouraged and inspired you. If it did, I'd love it if you would leave a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on future episodes. If you want to connect with me, you can find me on Instagram at practicallyjoyfulmom, or you can send me an email at practicallyjoyfulmom at gmail.com. So glad we got to share this time together today. Thanks for choosing joy with me, friends. 